Hey guys, and welcome back to Joko Yo. This is the podcast and episode number seven, which I'm having a lot of fun with this, but it's a podcast in which we go over elements of Johnston County's history and uh, pretty much have, uh, again, as is evidenced lately, weaving in and out of North Carolina um, history and United States history. And so this is still focused on elements of Johnston County, North Carolina, but still some of the stories are worth knowing no matter where you're from. Today is called Where Everybody Knows Your Name. And if you're around my age, you grew up on hearing that song that has that has that in its title where everybody knows your name of course you know it's cheers but and and the tv show cheers is about a bar and in boston which you know side of a lot of stuff that happened in american history and you know uh upon research and uh if you just do a little bit of research just just basic research you'll see that it it seems that bars and American history sort of go hand in hand. I'm not saying at all that that you would not have had the events in American history if it hadn't been for the bars in these locations, but maybe I sort of am. For example, um, Philadelphia, where we know that we have the Constitutional Convention, where the Declaration of Independence and the Independence Hall, well, we know that Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Paul Revere, George Washington, you know, all the big names, all the Hall of Fame players that were instrumental in making our new country. Well, I don't know if you know, and you again, you really quick research would, would point this up, but there's a place called City Tavern, and, and it's still there. It's, of course, not the exact same, but City Tavern in Philadelphia if you read some of your history, was an unofficial meeting place of the First Continental Congress. So after after business would take place, guys would file down to the to the tavern, discuss business. It was actually as known as George Washington's favorite spot when in town. Everybody, like I said, went there. And ben Franklin, it was his favorite as well. In fact, you could probably imagine Ben Franklin walking in uh, to City Tavern and everyone shouting, Ben, you know, like Norm in Cheers. He was that kind of guy, you know, very witty and sort of a mainstay of City Tavern as far as, far as I can uh, tell from my reading. Well, you know, Ben would sometimes also let secrets slip when he drank some. You know, he was, after all, in his 70s during the Revolution. But it's said that during um, the writing of the Declaration and the Constitution, well, they were both written there and they were both debated often and loudly in City Tavern before finding their ways into the official records. And some people say that that Independence Hall and City Tavern were sort of both the places of the, of the birth of the United States. In fact, if we can go a little bit further down and see that Raleigh, uh, our state capital, is a little bit more explicit than that. Uh, instead of just being like, hey, did you know? It's a little bit more explicit. In fact, uh, in Raleigh, there's a place called there was a place called Isaac Hunter's Tavern. It's not the same place as as goes by the name now, but but in 1791, when they're trying to make a new capital for North Carolina, um, congressional delegates decided that 
that the new capital, because it was such a place of, as written down, hospitality and friendliness, and, and it was it could accommodate en- enough people at the time, decided that the new capital, it was actually written down as, as a rule, that the new, wherever we put the new capital, it has to be no farther than 10 miles from the hospitality of Hunter's Tavern. No kidding. It's like, they didn't, no pretense. We're going to put a, our capital no farther than Isaac Hunter's Tavern. So they figure it's a perfect place for the new capital. A few delegates, you may have recognized the name, you may recognize the names that decided this. There was a guy named Joseph McDowell, if you ever hear McDowell Street. I don't know if you've ever been to Raleigh or not. A guy named James Martin, you may have heard that street name. How about Thomas Person? There's Person Street. And, you know, right beside that, there's uh, Blunt Street, which, where you know, we have Thomas Blunt, Edenton, and there's also, you know, Edenton Street. There's William Johnston Dawson. Well, there's Dawson Street, and that just happens to be the grandson of Gabriel Johnston, former governor of North Carolina. You have Frederick Hargett, uh, Will, Henry William Harrington, James Bloodworth, Willie Jones, you know, this is sort of Raleigh royalty. If you look at the names of the streets around the capital, these are the guys that decided that Isaac Hunter's Tavern was the place. And I can just imagine them going in to Isaac Hunter's Tavern uh, while they're meeting, trying to decide what to do, how to figure it out. And maybe, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe Thomas Person walks in and, and so the door opens and, Tom, you know, I don't know what he was like as a person. I do know Ben Franklin, but not Thomas Person. And so, like Philadelphia, lots of the business took place here. Lots of the government business took place here. Of course, unofficially, you know, before it became official. Now, in the late 1800s, this phenomenon of having a bar near government offices or government houses or places where government business is is taking place, in the late 1800s, long after this happens, the phenomenon was so accepted that, in, in Raleigh at least, that a bill was passed to put a bar actually in the Capitol building itself. Uh, no need for pretenses, they thought. So they actually passed passed a bill that you could do the government's and the people's business in one part of the Capitol building and then, you know, get sauced up for your decisions. I, I don't know, but they still had a they still had a bar inside the Capitol building. Now United States and North Carolina, well, you know, Johnston County itself is no stranger to the this phenomenon of conducting government business in bars and taverns. So, Johnston has had uh, three seats of government. The first was called Walnut Creek. It was basically a small cabin. And it is remembered um, with a marker in Lenore County, which was part of Johnston soon after it was carved out of Craven. Um, and when that happened, Johnston County went from Craven County all the way up to nearly the Virginia border and uh, sort of having eventually, very soon afterwards, as a matter of fact, uh, its western border being Orange County. But it went all the way up. And so when the population got big enough and they knew that, you know, Johnston can't really operate that way, that that big, they had to carve it into a couple pieces. And so whatever they carved Dobbs County, which is going to be part of Lenore County later on, um, they had to make a brand new capital, uh, which would put it square in the middle of Johnston County at the time, geographically. And the second 
County seat is going to be Hinton's Quarter. Now, if you don't know where Hinton's Quarter is, it's uh, in Clayton. And it's not too far from the Noose River itself. In fact, if you drive down in, into Clayton 70 Highway 42 and you cross over the Noose, you're pretty much going to Old Clayton. So when Dobbs was carved out of Johnston, this put the new county seat right in the center of the county. And uh, that's where it was right there in Clayton. It was on a guy named William Hinton's plantation. Uh, he was... He his 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 land was was made to make this capital and really that with the county seat and honestly the county seat it it really wasn't much I mean because it's not like it's big 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 time not a huge population center basically you had a courthouse and a jail and that's going to be pretty much it but where we see a courthouse and a jail you're going to also see a bar. Now, Hens Quarter actually has a lot of its own history as a county seat of Johnston. There was even, um, in the Regulator Conflict, Regulator War, whatever you want to call it, there was a revolt in Hens Quarter in 1768 and, um, and as, as part of the Regulator movement. So, there's a guy named John Tarver who operated a ferry across the noose in Hens Quarter. And, um, because, you know, you got to get across and... There's a guy named also Nathaniel Carey from Orange County who, when he hears about this new county seat opening, sees some business opportunity, apparently, and open up a store near the courthouse. Now, of course, it's where you can get stuff, but it's also, legends say, that Carey's store sort of served a familiar function, as Hunter's Tavern did and City Tavern in Philadelphia, that people, when they do their county business... They might stop over at the ferry, the tavern, the store, and, and get themselves ready to go on the way back. Now, was county business actually negotiated there, talked about there? I, I, mean, I, don't, I can't say that I was, but I can't say that I wasn't. Do know that the tradition seems to hold. And then, of course, when Wake was carved out of Johnston County in 1771, the seat of county government had to be in the center, so it moved to the middle of the county which just happened to be pretty close to the Smith's Ferry Settlement, which, again, later on is going to morph into Smithfield. The Hens Quarter Courthouse itself, just be, just because it's kind of understood, was bought by a guy named Ethel Gregory, who actually, again, he bought the courthouse and opened up a tavern called Gregory's Ordinary. Perfect place for it. So... Just before, in 1765, before the county seat of government came to Smithfield, uh, there's a guy named John Smith Jr., again, the son of the man uh, who Smith's Ferry and Smithfield later was named after. He was granted a license, again, at the ferry to operate a public house for lodging and food and drink. But that's, that's before the government seat came to Smith's Ferry. But then when the county courthouse was made in Smithfield and that became the capital or the county seat, um, this new courthouse was built at the northeast corner of modern-day Market and Front. And if you know what I'm talking about, there's now an office building located. Uh, but across the street from that location is a little place, the famous Little Brown Jug. Now, of course, the jug was not in operation in 1771. It does have a history, that site all of its own, um, from being a gas station owned by Ava Gardner's father at some point. Um, and, and even then it apparently had a back room where you could buy a beer or two though. And evidence suggests that even before that happens, there have been bars and taverns on that same site since the establishment of the first courthouse. Again, there's evidence 
but it's not enough to actually say that happened. On the other hand, on the other hand, we do know that John Smith Jr.'s business at Smith's Ferry in his tavern and, and store and his lodging area did tick up quite significantly, um, and it may have come to serve the function. Now, today in Johnston County, in Smithfield, um, of course, that big courthouse there is not the first, it's not even the second, but there is no shortage of places to eat and drink. But transportation now has negated the need for downtown inns and taverns as lawmakers and law keepers and other government officials can just drive home after a day's work. History shows us, though, that taverns and bars were just as essential to our history as these grand buildings with their columns and their fancy names. Remember, it was people stumbling out of a bar in Boston that caused their Boston massacre. But lots of important events have taken place near Smithfield's courthouse. Decisions have doubtless been made about our county government over a pint or two. I'm not, I'm not doubting that one bit. In fact, I could say it's customary that it should be so or that it is so. And one could even say maybe it's even patriotic to get your county business done, your government business done over a little bit of alcohol. And that pretty much has it. And I hope you enjoyed it. And keep your ears tuned for a another episode coming up on Wednesday. And also, feel free. Again, if you if I said something wrong or or mispronounced something, feel free, man. Send me a voice message, uh correct me, send me an email, correct me. Um I I'm just going on what I got and um if you also want to contribute to the thing, I'd appreciate that too, because there's a lot of history I know, but there's a lot I don't know. So until I speak to you again, y'all be good.